The car's on fire, and there's no driver at the wheel. This is the character generation. character generation i'm moth i'm chet and this is a podcast where we generate characters in tabletop role-playing games yeah we do that one yeah we definitely haven't spent the last 20 minutes reading the godzilla wiki i mean okay no we got it i haven't been doing any of that listen (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna leave this on the table we're gonna have this discussion later what are we doing for a game this week Uh, this week we are doing Gamma World 7th Edition, which is also 4th yeah. Edition if you want to get into weird semantics. It's based <laughs> on 4E Dungeons & Dragons. Correct. Gamma World is one of those goofy ones. It's kind of a spin-off of D&D. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's an interesting kind of post-apocalypse setting because the main idea behind it is that the apocalypse occurs by like all of the different realities of the multiverse smashing together at the same time. Yeah. Which is why all the player characters wind up as these weird mashups of different concepts and everything. Yep. Which luckily, when we roll our characters up, we can roll randomly on tables to decide what kind of things we have been smashed up together into. Hell yeah. That's a, actually a huge part of Gamma World. It's got a big RNG factor to it. It's a lot of Definitely. a lot of rolling on tables and your your primary gear and powers are derived through these two decks of cards that I have in front of me that you can't see but you can hear when I do this. That good audio. Oh yeah, that good, good audio. Uh, wow, that makes a bad waveform on Audacity. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Maybe it's because you've produced a bad noise and you can recognize that with your eyes. Here, I'll give you another one to look for. Ooh, that one was Thank longer. You. I'll be honest, after the uh, compression of the clips, it definitely kind of sounds like it's just a fart. <laughs> That's good. No, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm hoping for. Anyway, yeah, the interesting thing about Gamma World is despite how random the character creation process is, I can't speak to the other editions, but at least in 7th edition, it actually produces really well-balanced characters. Yeah, and really interesting characters. Yeah. We'll get to the cards in a, in a bit, but it's, it's Alpha and Omega cards, which are magic powers and cool gear, and you just draw them randomly. So that's going to be fun. We might make more than one character for this episode. We'll see how long it takes to make one and go from there. Sounds good. Let's do it. The other fun fact, just for listeners at home, we don't have a PDF of this version. I've got my physical copy of this book, so you might hear some cool choice crispy pages <laughs> flipping around because I can't control F in the real world. That's true. That's true. That's disappointing to everybody. I believe you still have my old Gamma World character sheet from when we actually last played this game. I over do. There. It's very difficult to read because the paper is very old. And okay, that's fair. And also, I have dust. incredibly horrible handwriting. I'm not gonna. I didn't say it. You said it. Let's get into this character creation. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Had a dream. You and me in the war of the end times. And I believe California succumbed to the fault line. We heave relief. 
So the very first thing we're going to do is we're going to roll up your character origins. Hell yeah. And these are the two different power sources, basically, that have kind of been smashed together. Yep. You roll 2d20. All right, you got it. 2d20, that comes out to a 19 and a 13. So you are a telekinetic plant. All right, perfect. 19 was telekinetic. 13 was plant. And I believe each origin has one of, like, a couple of different power sources. Yeah. Like, I know psionic is one, and then I think there's, like, magic and technological and a couple of other ones. I don't quite remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure telekinetic is one. Yeah, I'm assuming telekinetic comes from the psychic tree or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's psi. Okay, because those also come into effect when you pull your random abilities and equipment out of the decks. Yep. Because if you have the same power source as one of the cards you pull, it makes it better. Yeah, exactly. So as a plant, you're a sentient mobile plant. So before we delve in, what kind of plant is this character? Hmm. Now, theoretically, it could be some kind of big spooky plant from another universe. Yeah. But I'm going to say it's like a lavender bush. Nice. Okay. Uh, is is it like a Groot situation where it's it manifests in the humanoid form, or is it just literally oh, no, a lavender bush? just a lavender just bush. Just a lavender bush, hell yeah, okay. I think it's like a potted bush, and it carries itself around in the pot with its telekinesis. Ah, that's good, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've already gone for some pretty abstract concepts, and I like it. <laughs> Let's see, you are detached and rational, but you also possess curiosity and a desire to amass power, making you a natural explorer. Of course. If there's one thing I would say about plants, they love exploring. That's my favorite thing about specifically lavender bushes is their <laughs> their go-getter attitude and just willingness their adventurous to explore. spirits. Yeah, this potted plant just shows up as a single picture on Tinder. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. It hates drama though. <laughs> Loves dogs. <laughs> Must love dogs. Must love dogs. Uh. So let's see, your plant powers are you can lash, it's lashing creepers, uh, you flail at nearby foes with thorn-covered limbs, you can cause a small thicket of plants to sprout from the ground around you, uh, slowing enemies, creating difficult terrain, which is the boring way of saying you just grow a garden, uh, at will around you. I'm going to imagine that instead of growing a garden, I summon extra pot plants? Yeah, I like that. Pot plants or potted plants? Both and both. Okay, cool. And people trip over the little terracotta pots and fall over, and that's nice. why it's difficult to rain. That's a real uh, terracotta army you got going on there. Jesus, that's what I'm renaming that power to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then your last power f- for being a plant is insidious pollen. Uh, okay. You grow a small flowering bloom and puff hallucinogenic pollen into an enemy's face. And that's where the pot plants come in. Yeah, exactly. Because pot is hallucinogenic. That's what my dare instructor told me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, man. I really like one thing about this game, specifically for this podcast, is that all the abilities have, like, a bunch of, like, the crunchy, like, roll 1d10 plus strength modifier plus blah blah blah. But it also just has, like this little flavor text of what the ability does i can just gloss over without getting into the nitty-gritty because it's fourth edition totally totally and i like fourth edition a lot for a lot of things it is really not good for podcasting that's true it's a really fun game to play not great to listen to yeah also it's i'm not a big fan of how long it takes combat to last in fourth edition but that's another topic entirely yeah that's the thing that you really have to ignore most of the monster manuals that got published 
Yeah. Just cut the HP of everything in half and double their damage. That's the only way to make fights interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're interesting regardless, because it's all, like, tactical positioning and stuff, but that's the way to make them not last four fucking hours. Exactly. So, anyway, bouncing over to the telekinetic tab. Yes, um, thank you. You have telekinesis. I, don't, I, I genuinely don't think I need to explain what that means. Uh... <laughs> You can use your brain to lift things up and throw things and block things. and. Except instead of my brain, it's my root structure? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Appearance. You can hide your talent, but there are always telltale signs. Small objects near you sometimes levitate. Furniture rattles. Doors <laughs> open. You're a floating <laughs> potted plant, so I think that's enough on its own. Yeah, some nearby furniture is always levitating itself. How do you how do you communicate? Do you just telepathically speak with other people? See, that's my thing. I'm telekinetic, but I don't know if I'm telepathic. I mean, like, I think we can say you're telepathic. I think I'm saying that I'm not telepathic. Oh. So how do you communicate with your party? Um, I have to very specifically, like, change the structure of my branches so that wind flows through them in a specific way. <laughs> And it creates a very small voice that people are able to hear. Oh my god! <laughs> so I have to flex wildly to create a conversation. You, you flex wildly and you whisper in the wind. What if exactly. there's no wind? I create it because I'm telekinetic. Okay, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's amazing. Alright. So what powers do I get from being, being telekinetic? Let's see. Oh god, there's also traits. I didn't even look at the plant traits. Hold on. Uh, you're good at nature checks. You have extra fortitude because you have hardened bark, quote-unquote. Makes sense. Uh, you are vulnerable to fire. Fair. And whenever you score a critical hit, the attack deals extra damage and is immobilized because of your plant magic. Okay. Plant critical is what that one is called. Gotcha. So whenever I crit somebody, I knock them over and wrap them up in my vines. Yeah, and deal an extra d10 of damage. And by vines, I mean my slightly leathery little wooden stalks. <laughs> They're very strong, though, somehow. <laughs> Incredibly strong. Yeah. Uh, it's because it's being reinforced by your telekinesis. Exactly. Your traits, you get extra psychic damage and intelligence. Get a plus four bonus to mechanics checks. While you're conscious, you have a telekinetic shield, giving you a bonus to AC and reflex. Sweet. So I've got minor bonuses to all of my defenses. Yeah. Or, except my will, I guess, actually. Yeah, not will. You yeah. have telekinetic reach. You can manipulate unattended objects up to five squares away as if you're using them yourself fourth edition used five foot squares right was it five yeah, feet or ten feet i think it was five foot okay so like 20 feet away 25 25 because it's five squares yeah so 25 feet away you can open doors pick up things do anything or swing a club stuff like that anything that you could do as a minor action or standard action okay cool uh, anything that you would roll as an attack apparently is a minus two penalty they have to balance it somehow yeah exactly you're not there using your arms you can move shit around 25 feet away that's what that yeah. reads as oh so everything gets a critical bonus as a telekinetic you get extra 1d10 damage and you slide one creature within five squares of you two squares away shit okay so i push him around and knock him over i and push them, them into my potted plants oh man i've had this dream go on <laughs> no don't worry about it so your <laughs> telekinetic powers or you have a wave of force to push people bad or good but it hurts them bad yeah. uh one is called chess pieces you move your allies out of harm's way or into it so you, <laughs> you just move teammates around with your telekinesis Okay, cool. Um, and telekinetic clutch. You seize an enemy in a telekinetic grasp and slowly crush it. Cool. Okay. So I'm a really specifically, like, mobility-focused build, it seems like. Yeah, it seems like it. 
Which I is make dope. other people move good and make our enemies move bad. Yeah. See, this is one of the things I love about this game. Like, it's completely random, but we just created a really interesting set of combat abilities. And a really interesting character concept. True. A sentient lavender bush. So here's my question for you. Okay. Do you think that this is a foreign consciousness that has embedded itself in this bush, or has this bush attained sapience? Hmm. I think this bush attained sapience on its own. Okay, okay. How did it do that, though? Um, I'm gonna say that... Because we're going to have to assume that that's also what gave it its telekinetic abilities. So I'm gonna say that it was used in a... Hear me out here. Okay. I know that back in, like, the 80s or something, there were a lot of experiments done to try and detect whether or not plants could detect pain or the attention of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So I think what happened was, uh, this plant was used in one of those studies, and it was right next door to one of those studies that they used to do back in the day where they were trying to figure out if psychics were real. Oh shit. So it very slowly learned how to become psychic. I love it. No, I really <laughs> like this. Okay. <laughs> so it's just like a super experimented on plant. Yeah, exactly. But none of the experiments were trying to give it a sentience or telekinesis. It picked that up itself. Okay. And it's really good at guessing what kind of playing card you're holding up towards it. I love it. <clears throat> so, other things. Next thing on the list, just to keep going, keep on trucking. Uh -huh. Skill bonuses. Um, There's ten total skills, and you get a bonus to nature as a plant. Makes sense. And you get, from your telekinetic, a bonus to mechanics. Okay. Which are intelligence and wisdom skills, accordingly. Oh, the other thing we should mention, by the way. Okay. The other thing that our origins give us is that they actually assign what our two best ability scores are. Yeah. So since my first origin was telekinetic, I have an 18 in intelligence just off the bat, no matter what. And then since I was a plant, I get a 16 in constitution as well. Yep. Yeah. So I'm weirdly tough because I'm part plant. And you're real smart. You're the exactly. fucking smartest plant in the world. You could probably definitively say that. That's fair, that's fair. Unless someone else in the party happens to roll two intelligence origins. But if they did, one of them would not be plant, so problem solved. Yeah, exactly. So I need you to roll 1d10 to find out what your third skill is, then we gotta work in how your plant is good at that skill. What does a 9 get me? Uh, science! So, uh, um, I think what happened here... Did the plant eat a scientist to gain his power? No, no, no. Okay. Once they realized that the plant was sentient, they offered it a fellowship. Holy shit. <laughs> so it just spent a couple of years as a researcher at this institute. It spent a year as an intern. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's good. It turns out that plants can't sense emotions, but that's what makes it a perfect scientist. <laughs> <laughs> this plant doesn't care about ethics exactly <laughs> it's a plant so it can't be upheld to a court of law right i think that's how yeah. it works that's how it's they justified it <laughs> <laughs> all right here's the one that's gonna be interesting the next step for us is yeah. gearing up Ooh. so everyone starts with an adventurer's kit and mm -hmm. i believe they also start with some miscellaneous gear now here's something else fun I have in front of me a custom list of miscellaneous gear, just random miscellaneous gear. A lot of it is like ancient junk that you okay. would loot on this world, um, but there's also some stuff that's not. So here's what I need you to do for me. 
Yeah, what you got? We'll figure out your gear in a minute, because that's going to be its own set of problems, because you are a potted plant. Okay, here's my thing, actually. Okay. Since I realized that I'm actually really good at constitution, yeah. I don't think I'm a potted plant anymore. I used to be. Back in your home life. Exactly, exactly. But since I'm a plant, I obviously kept on growing. So eventually they had to repot me in one of those big whiskey barrels that they use for plants. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> No, that's good. So I'm like four feet tall at this point, but most of it is whiskey barrel. Nice. And most of that's just like natural armor. Exactly. Oh, that's good. Okay. No, I love that. And that can count as your armor, actually, if we yep. want to think about it, because it doesn't describe what armor is. You get to describe what your armor looks like. So. Right. I just say whether I'm wearing light or heavy armor, right? Uh, light, medium, or heavy. No, light or heavy. It's light or heavy. Gotcha. Is that light armor? Um, what's the difference for me here? Let's see. Heavy armor provides solid defense, but slows you down. Ah. It reduces your speed by one. Examples include riot gear, plate armor, coveralls sewn with pots and pans or mechanic overalls, stuffed with lucky Bibles. God, that's good. Shit. Oh, that's such a good image. Light armor count is like leather dusters, chain mail, shoulder pads, straps of steel belted radials over your vital areas, half a Kevlar vest. Well, that's the thing. My armor is mostly made out of wood, but it does have steel bands wrapped around it, so I'll I'll say that's probably light armor. Yeah, I'll say that's light armor. Does that also count as a shield? Nah. Nah. Nah, I don't think so. I have a separate shield that I carry with Sh me. That you just like float around next to you? Yeah, exactly. Do you have a weapon? I think I do, but I, how do the weapon rules work? Because they're similarly pretty freeform. You pick a weapon, you have unarmed attack, light melee, heavy melee, light ranged, and heavy ranged. Okay, and light ranged is one hand, heavy is two? There's one hand and two hand for light and heavy. So like, oh. light ranged is, I'm trying to look at some of the examples they give, a one-handed gun or two-handed gun, or one-handed weapon, two-handed weapon. So I think like, light ranged is like a light crossbow, or like a handgun okay or um like a hunting rifle and then heavy ranged is like a heavy crossbow or like a machine gun gotcha so why would you want to pick a light weapon over a heavy weapon um oh light weapons use dex or int for their roles ah. and heavy use strength con okay so I need a light weapon then. I mean, you do have 16 con too. I mean, like, you That's probably true. want a light weapon still anyway. Yeah, mostly just because I think I want a light ranged weapon because I want to stay away from combat. Are, do you just float around with a gun? <laughs> do, do you just have a gun and shield floating next to you? Actually, I think forget the shield. Okay. I think I just float around with a sniper rifle. Fuck yes. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Actually, since it's a light this ranged is... weapon, I think I'm floating around with, like, an airsoft gun. Uh, no, because I don't think that would be, like, damaging enough, though. Hmm, that's fair. What if I loaded it full of my own seeds? I th what? <sighs> and then when they hit somebody, they sprouted. Holy shit, now I love it. Okay, that's good. <laughs> oh, god, okay. That's kind of horrifying now that I say that, but that's where we're going with I this. I really love this idea of this floating fucking whiskey barrel with a bush <laughs> in it, and you just see, like, a gun- You see a gun floating in front of it like it's just holding a gun. Exactly, Like, it's yeah. got, like, Rayman hands, but with the hands also invisible. Shit. It God. just floats invisibly in front of you like a first-person shooter protagonist. Yeah, exactly. God, <laughs> fucking- What a look. Jesus. God. I think we've found the most abstract character on the character generation to date. Yeah, that's fair. Just imagine fucking wandering through the wasteland and that rolls up on you. Oh, God. All right. Wow. 
Wow, huh? Yeah. That's impressive. So, hey, I need you to do a roll for me real fast. You got it. What do you need? Uh, I need you to roll 2d100 for me. I'm just We're just going to get you two pieces of miscellaneous equipment. Okay. Uh, that's an 86 and a 25. So let's see. On this list I have in front of me, an 86 gets you an electric blanket. Sure. It keeps the frost off in the winter. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is a fun one to try and work into your character backstory. Yeah, yeah. Why do you have a riding horse? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, hear me out. It's a riding animal, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be a horse. This one specifies horse, but I'll say it can be any animal. No, I think it's a topiary shaped to look like a horse. Oh my god. And I have to keep it trimmed, otherwise it forgets that it's a horse and I can't ride it anymore. How do you ride it? You're a barrel! (laughs) Do you just kind of sit inside of the bush? Yeah, I think I just kind of wedge myself in there. (laughs) Either that, or I just float along, but I hold onto it and it kind of pulls me forward like a sled. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh shit. Oh, oh my fuck. god, this character is incredible. All right. Yeah, oh, that's it. So good. That's it. Now here's my here's a follow-up question because uh-huh. chess pieces is one of the names of your abilities. Is it shaped like a knight from chess or is it shaped like oh, an actual fuck. horse? No, it's absolutely I stole it from some rich dude's topiary garden and it was shaped to look like a knight. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Holy fuckamoly. So good. What a oh fantastic character. Oh man, we're almost <laughs> done with this character. Yeah, I'm down to make another one. First though, we have one last thing to do. So we've got a lot of the role-playing details. What's our character's personality like? Mm. Like we already established that it's a plant, so it doesn't feel emotion, right? So is it like a data situation from next generation? Well, that's the thing with data. He always talked about not having emotions, but he very clearly did all the time. Exactly. And I feel like that's also the situation with this plant i like it it's convinced that it doesn't have any emotions yeah that's good (laughs) the scientists convinced it it had no emotions because it's a plant and they wanted to do some some really unethical shit as uh for research (laughs) right exactly they had it carry out all the unethical stuff shit perfect wow that's really good backstory now yeah cool i'm into it (laughs) Alright, cool, we've got your role-playing stuff, so here's the last step, and I'm gonna do the drawing Alpha and Omega cards, because I'm the one with those. Yes. I have to draw one of each Okay. for this beginning character, and then we're done, and we'll make a new one. Fantastic. So here's your own, your Alpha card first. It is a bio-Alpha card, so it's a, a biological mutation. Uh-huh. Um, you have an extra arm. Oh, shit. Um, so since it's a mutation... It's definitely a human arm. Okay. And it just kind of sticks out of the dirt in my whiskey barrel. (laughs) Hey, hold up. Yeah? Is this arm holding the gun? Oh, fuck. Oh my god, it is. It totally is. (laughs) It's like, it's holding the the trigger, but you still, like, you're holding a rifle. So, like, one arm couldn't hold a rifle, so you still use telekinesis to hold it steady, but... I use telekinesis to aim it, but I use the arm to pull the trigger. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I'm... The first scene I imagined when I read Extra Arm... Is uh-huh. you, like, floating up or riding up 
on your floating horse yeah. up to a teammate and you're like, hey, give me a high five. Shit. <laughs> oh god damn. Oh my god, that's funny. Oh god, that's okay. So good. And here's your Omega. This is your gear. Yes. It says Ishtar, which I don't know what that means. I think that's like a corporation or something. Yeah, I think so. You have one razor grenade. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's just a normal like frag grenade. Oh, I see. It's a green oval, perfectly balanced for throwing, and it explodes in a hail of razor-sharp shrapnel. So you just have a it's frag grenade. It's literally just... <laughs> huh. Actually, no. I'm going back on what we just said. Okay. You don't hold the gun in your arm. The arm is just <laughs> always holding this grenade. <laughs> Ready to throw. And if, it, oh, if, it, if you need terrifying. to do something with the hand... You just, like, uh -huh. kind of bury the grenade a little bit in the dirt to use your hand. Yes, because since I only have one hand, I had to have already pulled the pin. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> that's it, that's it, that's it. You don't need to pull the pin, you just throw it. Exactly. And just whenever I need to use that arm for something, I have to bury it so that it doesn't remove the firing pin. Holy shit. <laughs> All right, this is a good character. What's this character's name? What does this character go by? Ooh, that's a good question. All right, so after a quick dive on Wikipedia... <laughs> it's always a good start. Oh, definitely. So apparently, in ancient history, Lavender was most commonly called Nardus, after the city of Narda in Iraq, I believe. Yeah. So I kind of like Narda as a name. Narda? I like Narda. That's a good uh -huh. name. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't need a last name, because, like, you're a, you're a plant. Yeah, I doubt I would have taken any of the scientists' last names. No, I don't think so. They all sucked real bad. Yeah, they were shitty scientists. Yeah. All right, I like Narda, the lavender bush. Yep. With the human and... <laughs> Hold up. Now, I know that, like, part of the lore of Gamma World and getting these alpha mutations is literally, like, radiation poisoning mutates you. Uh-huh. But would we like to say that this human hand is like it was it's one of the scientists hands or it's someone's think, hand in an experiment or from an experiment? I think what happened was uh, when all the realities overlapped and caused the weird fucking apocalypse. OK, I think someone's arm just got stuck in my pot. Oh, shit. And you just like <laughs> and I just had left control with it. over it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love it. All right. I think we got time for another, maybe even two okay. more, depending. We'll see. Yeah. In came the being born police to take the newly undeceased. I was the softened gaze upon a child of God. And the sky was full of teeth, anticipating that sweet release. I was the little engine that could. I was a courtroom bomb sniffing dog. And the blood collector collected blood and the cannibals all. Roll 2d20 for me. You got it. For the second character. That's a 7 and a 16. So you are giant and holy shit. You're <laughs> okay. a giant rat swarm. Fuck. Um, uh -huh. oh man, that's good. All right, oh, let's look fuck. at giant first. Oh, that's, there's so many possibilities. Your primary stat is strength as a giant. You're real big. Okay. You're real, real uh -huh. big. 
Like, it describes you looking like Andre the Giant in terms of size. Can I make you an offer then? Yeah. Since I'm a giant rat swarm, technically I don't have to be a swarm of rats specifically. Yeah, you're you're a, a swarm of vermin. But what if I'm an Andre the Giant sized swarm of Andre the Giant action figures? <laughs> 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 oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you are. I think that's what you are. Shit! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh god! Shit! God! So the rat swarm is kind of like a. Actually, let's go back and go through the let's giant. Let's go through giant. We're first. going through giant. Yeah. You have strength as your primary stat. Strength and bio. Right, all my abilities are bio-powered, because I'm just a weird freak of nature if I'm a giant. Yeah, plus four to athletics checks. Gotcha. Uh, plus two to fortitude. Uh, you don't get a movement speed penalty while wearing heavy armor, carrying a heavy load. And your critical hits do 1d10 extra damage, like all of them, and you push the target three squares away. Oh, okay. I just hit him really fucking hard. Yeah. Okay. Your giant powers are Brickbat, you spin a circle with your weapon, knocking down a wide swath of foes. It's you just hey. swing in a circle with your heavy weapon. Gotcha. You have focused strength. You flex your large muscles, bringing every ounce of strength to bear. Uh, you just get a plus five power bonus on damage rolls with melee if you use that. Shit. Cool. Okay. That like I had to read what that did because I didn't mean anything. That flavor right, text. right. And then hurl foe. You pick up your foe and toss it like a small toy. <laughs> you just pick someone up and throw them. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now we're going to rat swarm. Yeah. Your body is composed of hundreds of small beings that swarm in a single square. Your primary set as a rat swarm is Dex and Bio. Okay. So you're really, really fucking good if you got Bio. Gotcha. Uh, you get a bonus to stealth. Oh, uh, I guess because you can just disperse. Yeah, I can just break down into my component parts. Yeah, okay. All of the different action figures. So, can I offer you a slight adjustment on that really okay. fast? Yeah. So, since both of my power sources are bio, like, I feel like I'm not necessarily action figures anymore. Okay. I feel like what happened was, like, they used to be action figures, but they are technically alive. So they're just miniature Andre the Giants? Yes, exactly. But they can still only speak in the pre-recorded voice lines on Holy the chips inside shit. the action figures. Oh, God. But since each one of them is from a different universe, there's a bunch of different lines. Oh, so that kind of like fucking pieces like words together from each different... Oh, no, I love it. Exactly. It's fucking horrifying. It's like if you edited an audio clip of someone speaking together to like change what they said. Oh. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's like a YouTube poop, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this character's a YouTube poop almost entirely. <laughs> so what are my abilities as a rat swarm? Uh, swarm. You swarm across your foe, biting it dozens of times as you tangle its limbs. I think you just do small punches. Oh, definitely, yeah. Cover more ground, you disperse across the ground and quickly reform in a tactically advantageous spot. So I have a teleport, basically. You can, yeah, basically teleport a number of spaces equal to your dex modifier. Ooh, okay. Um, and death by a thousand bites. You swarm around your foe, delivering a multitude of tiny bites that all result in bleeding wounds. Jesus. So how do these Andre the Giants puncture the skin to bleed? Um. Because I don't th Do they bite? Oh, that's, that's horrifying. <laughs> I don't know if I can say yes to that. Um, okay, actually, 
What if instead of Andre the Giants, okay. these are all little miniature Abdullah the Butchers, and they all just have little razor blades that they carry with them all the time? It's a bunch of Abdullah the Butchers that form an Andre the Giant-shaped human. Exactly. Humanoid, I guess. <laughs> okay, no, that, I, that works for me. And they just blade you whenever they hop up on you. They oh, just that's... hop up on you and fucking stab you with a toothpick. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Yeah, they're all carrying like little astrolabes and shit, and they just stab the shit out of you. All right. No, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> there we go. So your skills right now are stealth and athletics. <laughs> I need you to roll up one d10 for me. You got it. We're just not fucking with ability scores as per usual in this show. Yeah. So technically, matter. you re you roll all the ability scores that aren't important to your character, like yeah. besides your 18 and your 16. Yeah. So. Which is you have 18 strength, 16 dex. Yes. What's a seven get me? A seven gets you nature. Okay. So you have, this party has two people that are really good at nature. How do these know about nature? Well, that's a really good question. I think what happened was after they coalesced together into this Andre the Giant shaped hive mind. Yeah. Since no one would accept them into their community, they had to live out on their own in the wilderness. <laughs> They were a hermit. Yeah, exactly. It's like every generic druid backstory. Yeah, so they learned how to hunt and such. Yeah, or ranger, I guess. But yeah, either yeah. one applies. Either. No, or. that's good. All right. Next up, time for gear. All right. Here's here's my question. I mean, you're going heavy armor, right? Because like you have no downside to doing it as a giant. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay. So, what's your heavy armor like? <sighs> that's a good question. I think what happens. So. These came out of a big stockpile of action figures that all sort of fell into the same pit as the realities all mashed together. Yeah. I think the Abdullah the Butchers were the only ones that gained sentience. Do they just wear other fucking action figures? This is grisly, if that's what you're saying. I think they carry around all of the extra... Like, not the action figures themselves, but the little pack-ins that every re wrestling action okay. figure comes with. Okay. So they're carrying around a shitload of, like, little miniature tables and trash cans and limousines and stuff. Are they, they all just fused together? No, no, no. Since it's a rat swarm, what they do is, they whenever they mount one? back up into the same person, they just, like, ancient Roman fighting-style tortoise formation, except they all just <laughs> hold out the little tables it's and like stuff. It's like a 360-degree phalanx. Exactly. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Alright, yeah. yeah. I'll count that as heavy armor, probably. <laughs> They've had them reinforced individually. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I love- Oh god, this weird hive mind is terrifying. I know, right? Alright, what's your weapon? What's your weapon <laughs> while you're in giant form, not individual build with a butcher form? Right, right. Follow-up question, real quick. Because I know uh -huh. if it was an Abdullah the Butcher action figure brought to life, they would still have, like, plastic knives. Did they each individually find, like, random pieces of sharp metal on the ground in the apocalypse world? I think they did, yeah. Okay, so they don't all have the same weapon, but they all basically have just, like, a razor blade or something exactly. similar. Like, a rusty piece of metal or a shard of glass. Either that or... I'm assuming, since these are a bunch of Abdullah the Butcher action figures, they were all probably wound up in a landfill after an action figure recall. Okay. Possibly the same recall that wound up being the thing that gave them sentience. Okay. Yeah. And they just 
dug through the trash until they found like a big value box of razor blades that had all been contaminated at like the manufacturer okay so they all have fucking contaminated razor blades either contaminated or like they didn't go through the die cut process properly so they're all fucked up and malformed i think them being contaminated works because i think uh later on rat swarm gets stuff for um like infectious bites and stuff like that yeah that's where i get my bio powers yeah exactly Okay. You're, you're fucking oh gross all right but what's your what's your big weapon what's your your big boy weapon while you're in yeah. uh voltron form yeah because i need like a two-handed uh heavy weapon yeah hmm. you're going two-handed heavy okay yeah that makes sense i'm almost tempted to say that's what i'm using the other action figures for but that's a little much that's fucking grisly yeah no i don't want to do that frankly i think i just carry a steel folding chair with me <laughs> see that's good can I yeah. can I make I wouldn't say that's necessarily a heavy. No, it's a table, sorry. No, it's not a table, it's a ladder. Okay, a ladder is good. Can I yeah. make an alternative suggestion along the lines of the um action figures that's a little less grisly but still evokes that like really unsettling imagery? Uh-huh. What if it's just like a really big wooden mannequin? Oh no. Oh god. <laughs> I think what it is. <laughs> I think it's a life-sized vanity action figure of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> no i can't do this i changed my mind it's a ladder i <laughs> okay <laughs> but it's an entry of the giant shaped swarm its most hated enemy would be a hulk hogan like here's the thing uh-huh there could be a day in which fan art of this is drawn and i don't want to look at an andre the giant made out of abdullah the butcher holding <laughs> hulk hogan i don't want to see that i can't see that I can't allow that to exist. Alright, fine. Then you're gonna have to compromise and say that the latter is from an alternate universe where instead of opening his own pasta restaurant, Hulk Hogan went into Home Goods and it's a Hulk Hogan branded ladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. I'll deal. I'll accept that. Okay, okay. Alright. <laughs> I think it's All called right. Decoromania. <laughs> All right, well, hey audience, remember in the 80s where Hulk Hogan had his own restaurant called Pasta Mania in New York? <laughs> I don't because I wasn't alive back then, but I've read about it. <laughs> All right, uh, I need you to roll 2D100 for me. You fucking got it. For your random pieces of equipment. Uh, that's a 23 and a 52. <laughs> what you got for me game uh, master you've got a portable table saw shit that's a very abdullah the butcher move i'll be honest <laughs> and you also have what was the other one uh 52 a garage door opener holy shit okay <laughs> all right it'll come in handy at some point i promise yeah probably oh man okay one more alteration to my backstory actually okay instead of being in a landfill yeah this was a storage unit full of uh, action figures waiting for them to appreciate in value. Okay. And the garage door opener is for the storage unit. No, I like that a lot. Um, okay. Is the table saw also Hulk Hogan brand? Oh, absolutely. Okay, cool. It's got his face on the blade. All right. <laughs> What's this thing's personality like? There's two ways we could go with this. Either all of them have just enough memory capacity in them to together form one consciousness. Okay. Or they all have their own, like, thoughts and feelings, and they're always constantly fighting with each other. Okay. Okay, I like that a lot. Okay. I like that one more. 
None of them have Abdullah the Butcher's personality. No. When they were imbued with sentience, they all just became their own human beings, basically. See, but that's gonna make it really hard to communicate with a party, because, like, you need to- I think Ratswarm is specifically one whole sentience at once. I think what it is, is that, um, they have one elected official that speaks to the party for them? Oh my god, wait a minute, now I got it. Okay, what you got? When they're dispersed, they're their own unique oh. personalities, but when they combine together, they're one combined- And that personality is Andre the Giant. Yeah. Yeah, they become Andre the Giant. Oh, that's- kind of gruesome i love it oh that's so fucking creepy no that's perfect it's like a really macabre version of steven universe's gem fusions shit <laughs> does that mean that when smaller numbers of them fuse together they have their own individual personalities i think so i think i think they can break down because i think there's 100 Abdullah uh-huh. the Butcher's here, and Perfect. I think it can break down into 50 slightly larger <laughs> Andre the Giants. Uh-huh. And then they can break down into just two separate divided forms. No, I don't think have... they... I don't okay. think they fuse together Steven Universe style. I think they just, like, stand on each other's shoulders and wear a trench coat. Shit, okay. No, that sounds about right. <laughs> but if they divide up into two 50-sized stacks... I'm gonna say that they have the personalities of... A lot of good wrestling jokes here. Yeah. I'm gonna say Brett the Hitman Hart and Triple H. Okay. And if they do that, they're always constantly fighting because they hate each other. Shit. <laughs> Real duality of man. Yeah, exactly. So here's the last thing we need to do, once again, alpha mutation and omega equipment. Hey, I've got a question really fast. Okay. Why the fuck do you keep letting me talk about wrestling on this podcast? It's a good question. I need to stop letting it happen, because all the jokes go right over my head. Yeah, come to me with the hot Montreal screwjob jokes, everybody. I understand Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. I understand Abdullah the Butcher, but past Uh that, I'm fucking, I don't get it, man. That's fair. Um, (laughs) so, uh, we got a bio-alpha mutation. I mean, I'll be really good at it, then. Footus ginormicus? Excuse me? You grow enormous clown feet. Hmm. You, that, you're good mm. at swimming, and you ignore difficult terrain if it's soft ground, and you... Yeah, yep, that's it. Huh, okay. Uh, so is it each individual one has big feet, or do they just <laughs> now instinctively form bigger feet while they're in Andre the Giant Voltron form? When they combine together, they form a powerful conduit for the souls of departed wrestlers. Okay. And specifically, it's the soul of an Andre the Giant from a universe where he just had really huge feet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> God, fucking, that's amazing. All right. <laughs> and then we have your Omega equipment. Uh-huh. Autoskeleton. It's, give me a second, I gotta figure out how this works. Uh-huh. So it's triggered when you become dazed or stunned. It doesn't really describe it, so I'm gonna say it's a metal belt. Okay. That becomes a full-on exoskeleton until the end of your next turn you can ignore the dazed and stunned conditions oh okay so you can just use it to ignore being dazed or stunned once gotcha before it like breaks i guess so when something tries to stun me it just kind of sprouts out an exoskeleton and keeps controlling my body for me yeah okay yeah that's weird yeah i really want to know how that works with this swarm same what if it's just a really powerful electromagnet and it kind of just anchors them together and manually moves them around through the force of magnetic attraction. Okay, no, I like that. 
Or I guess technically it would anchor all their weird little pieces of metal that they use as armor together. I think that makes sense. What's this character's name? Um... Uh... <laughs> huh. I think it's just Andres. <laughs> Andres the Giant. <laughs> That's good. Alright. There we go. Uh, do we have time for one more, or do we want to just call it here on this one and pick up for an ep- another episode? I feel like this would be a short episode if we ended it here. Okay, let's do one more. Yeah. Speed round. We're, we, we, we know what we're doing now. Let's do one more, and uh, you take the lead on this one. Okay, okay, let me pull out my dice. I don't have a, my die roller open. I'm too lazy, so let me just roll 2d20. Um, it's a 17 and a 2. This is an interesting one. That is a seismic cockroach. Huh. So, uh, <laughs> seismic means you're made of, of stone or rock. Uh-huh. And cockroach is you're a mutated sentient bug. Can I just, uh, do a layup and offer a name right now? Okay. Are you called the rockroach? I am definitely called the rockroach. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, I'm the rockroach. Um, seismic. Skin is composed of tough organic rubble, several inches thick. Kind of a the thing situation. Yeah. Okay. The guy they show kind of looks like the thing wearing chainmail holding a mace and a shotgun, so that's cool. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, mutant type strength uh, and dark. Skill bonus, plus four to athletics. Resist five physical, because I've got armored skin. Minus one penalty to speed. Critical hits deal 1d10 damage, and you knock the target and each enemy adjacent to the target prone. Oh, shit. Seismic power, seismic stomp. You stomp on the ground, sending a shockwave of energy into foes around you. Ground anchor. You merge with the ground to keep from being knocked over or moved against your will. Clobberin time, it says. Fuck. You clench a huge rocky fist and punch the punk's lights out. Okay, so it's just, you can meld with the earth and punch and... Yeah, that's how they do it on Yancey Street. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then cockroach. Now, here's my question. Before we get Uh any deeper, and then as I'm scrolling to the, or flipping to the page. Are we going for three in a row that are not humanoid, or... I guess we have one humanoid... Ish. Ish. Are we going with just, like, a straight-up, like, radroach from Fallout? Or are we going with, like, a cockroach man, like something you'd see in a 60s horror movie? Mm, those are both really good options. What do you think? Alright, here's my idea. Uh-huh. I think this cockroach is a humanoid in the sense that it can stand on two legs, but otherwise it looks exactly like a cockroach. Okay, okay, okay. That way its shell looks kind of like a long coat. Uh-huh. And the reason I'm saying that is because I really want this cockroach to have a personality that's like, like, a. I think this cockroach acts like Neo from The Matrix. And he's made of obsidian, Jesus. so his his shell looks like a long black trench coat. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going for, I think. It's just like, what if the Matrix was <laughs> cast was all cockroaches instead of humans? Shit, okay. What if Keanu Reeves was a cockroach in another reality? Like, there we go. There you go. Let's see. Mutant type constitution and bio. Makes sense. Mechanics checks, reflex. You can climb real good because you have bug legs. Critical hit is 1d10 and a plus four bonus to AC until end of next turn. So you're really a tank. Yeah, this is a really tanky cockroach. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Cockroaches are hard to kill. Especially when they're made of rock. Let's see. Iuda Roche, uh, cockroach ability. You spit at your foe. The spit is a combination of excrement, scent gland fluid, uh-huh. regurgitated food, and stomach acid. Hmm. It burns your foes and forces them away from you. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, when others count you out, your roach exoskeleton gives you a second chance. Uh, hard to okay. kill. You 
heal yourself when you go to low health. Hey. Or zero health, rather. You never know when your next meal might be. Opportunistic meal. You can... Okay, you just start eating an enemy if they end their turn next to you. Mm. Great. <laughs> Alright. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, I don't like that. Nah, that sucks. That, that's bad. Anyway, I'm just gonna move on. So I've got, I don't remember what the other cockroach ability was. I guess it's on the list, so I don't need to flip back. Athletics and mechanics, that's right. Okay. And my last ability that I'm good at is interaction. Really? <laughs> yep, I'm really good at interacting with others. Huh, alright. <laughs> Explain how. Um, alright, yeah, we gotta figure out the backstory of this cockroach. Uh, yeah. I think he's actually just, like, from a reality where there's a bunch of cockroach people like him. I think when all of the realities got melded together, he got fused with a stone elemental, or like an earth elemental. Okay, okay. And I think he's really good at interacting and charisma, because he was a, a late-night talk show host in his original... <laughs> Wait, the the elemental was or the cockroach was? Oh, that's a good question. I think it was the elemental and the cockroach act the, the cockroach was um the cockroach was like a fixer. Okay. He did he did like a bunch of shady jobs and then the rock elemental was uh, a Conan O'Brien type. <laughs> and they melded together and so it's just like two very conflicting personalities in one. Uh-huh. Um Mm, I think he was specifically, like, a rock Jay Leno. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, did you hear about... Listen to this. This one was in the news the other day. Did you hear about... <laughs> pollution? Uh, I don't think so, am I right? So, it's just like, here's my question. Does this character, when, uh, when they talk, do they jump between, like, kind of a dark brooding character and kind of like a Jay Leno, or is it, like, combined in one? Mm. I'm trying to figure I out how to combine them into one real quick, just a second. Yeah, go for it. I'm Jay Leno. I'm Jay Leno. I'm Jay Leno. Hey guys, everybody, it's me, Rock Roach. <laughs> the, the, uh, I can't fucking do it. This sucks. Can I make an alternate offer? Yeah. Uh, still has the nighttime TV host personality, but with the broody voice. Did you hear about what <laughs> Jennifer Aniston did the other day? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I have 27 cars. <laughs> Look at my chin. Fuck. Where's the chin on a cockroach? <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> No, I like that. I like, it's like a deep, dark, brooding personality, but he likes to wisecrack a lot. No, that's good. Um, <laughs> he's, he's really, everyone loves him. Everybody loves him. Totally. All right, let's go to gear. I don't think he needs armor. I'll give him light armor. Okay. Holy shit. What if he actually just wears a leather duster over his fucking... <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the same shape. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, no, that's good. I do think he has a shield, because he's yeah. a tank, and I like the idea of him having a shield. What kind of shield is it? That's a good question. What's it made out of? Hmm. We can make it out of anything. It can also just be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be an actual shield. Yeah. No, I know. I think it's... I got it. He realized when he came to this world that he had, like, very... He was very durable, but he still wanted to be able to, like, protect himself and thrive. So, uh, -huh. uh when he came to the world, he's very full of himself is the other thing. Because that, that's the, the talk show personality host coming through. Right. And he found uh, on the street an old billboard that had Rock J. Leno's face on it. Oh, shit. 
Uh, and he folded that up into a like a tower shield style thing that he carries oh, around with him. That's really good. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think he has a heavy one-handed gun, and I think he just has like a shotgun. Okay. I think he has like a God. What the fuck is that one movie? It's it's like he's got that thing where it's a shotgun that he can just like flip it, like spin it, uh, three sixty degrees to pump it. Okay. Uh, and he just does that instead of like pumping his shotgun normally, because that's the like, I was a badass fixer in my other life. Right. Exactly. Coming out, he's, it's just like really over the top and over dramatic. Perfect. I think he like also reloads his shells with one hand. Like, he just tosses them in the air and tries to load them, and he fails a lot, because he's kind uh-huh. of a goofball, but he tries it every single time. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have you roll my gear for me still, though. Sounds good. The the 2d100. Yeah. What does a 13 and an 88 get you? A 13 gets me a punching bag. Okay. And an 88 gets me an inflatable life vest. <laughs> he's prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Does he wear it at all times? I think so. Okay. I it's a fucking sort of Marty McFly situation. Right. <laughs> Cause he'll sink immediately <laughs> if he goes into water, so it's just for style. There you go. It's a very stylish life vest. He really liked Back to the Future. Shit. I think he just carries the punching bag on his back. Okay. It's to train, to practice. Yeah, exactly. It's gotta get stronger. Gotta get stronger. Oh man. Oh Jesus. <laughs> all right yep that's that's rock roach there you go we have a very good party yeah definitely i want you to pick a favorite of these children ah fuck i mean it's gotta be it's gotta be um narda right honestly yeah narda's yeah, really good I, this is why i fucking love gamma world we might do another episode of this god i'd be down honestly because there's still a lot and like here's the thing we can re-roll off of things that we've already done. Yeah, totally. Oh shit! Wait, hold up. We're not done. We're not done with Rockroach. We got oh, his yeah. Alpha and Omega. Yeah, gotta draw them cards. His Alpha is a Dark Mutation, which works for Rock Boy. Rock Boy. I don't remember what yeah. it was called. Rock Boy. Holy shit! Time slide. What? You exit the time stream for a while. It's a <laughs> minor action. You step out of time and are removed from play. Fuck. While you're under this effect, creatures have neither line of sight nor line of effect on you, and you have neither line of sight or effect on them. Can't take any actions except for return to time as an immediate action. Reaction when a creature's turn ends. So you can Shit. just fucking teleport out of time for a bit and then re-teleport back in as a reaction. No, it's a minor a- yeah, action. Yeah, okay. That's insane. It was a minor? Shit. That's a minor uh, action, yeah. That's really fucking good. Holy shit. Uh, the Omega equipment is inflatable friend. When you pull this report, a disturbingly lifelike mannequin inflates and follows you around. I think this is, uh, the life preserver. Shit! The life vest that he wears, he can- It's a life vest, but it inflates into a- uh, Like a humanoid that walks around following him. Oh god. Okay, what does that do? That's a good question. Enemies can't move through its space, allies can. Whenever you move, you can move the friend six squares as a free action. You and your allies can use the friend to flank enemies. Its deserving visage freaks them out. (laughs) The friend has a bunch of stats. When an attack deals five or more damage to the friend, it implodes. And each adjacent to each creature takes five electricity damage. So it's like the inflatable solid snakes from from Metal Gear (laughs) Solid Five. Oh my god. It's a distraction tool that explodes when you shoot it. That's so good. 
I think. Oh God, no! I love it. All right, I think that's <laughs> it for this episode, though. I wow, that's a good party. Yeah, I look forward to their adventures. I, I do too. I can't imagine how that happens. <laughs> I can't imagine how a single one of them holds a conversation. Well, I mean, one of them's just Andre. Like he was all right. Hey, how's it going? Give me a high five. <laughs> I think that would be a good idea. Oh no, I, <laughs> I forgot about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like interacting with you guys. <laughs> You guys are cramping my style. <laughs> no, that's that's not. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a shitty dad joke that he'd tell. It looks like this squad's really bush league. I'm so mad. I was gonna go with fucking. I can't believe the situation I'm in right now. <laughs> <laughs> How do you figure we're gonna get out of this? <laughs> I'm dying, I'm dead. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm done. Alright. This has been <laughs> This has been the character generation. <laughs> it sure has. That was Gamma World. This is a good fucking system for this show. <laughs> God. God damn, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, things we do to sign off. You can... How, what do we do when we end this fucking podcast? I'm dying still. Uh, join our web ring. Yeah, join, uh, yep, yep. Uh, you follow us on Twitter, we are at the Character Gen. We're also at the Character Gen on Facebook, and the Character Gen at gmail.com. Yep, if you wanna. Please, for the love of God, like, this is the only time this will ever happen on this show, I want fan art of this episode. <laughs> so bad so very bad i'll learn to draw if i have to do it myself but holy shit i need this party yeah otherwise let's see you got those three things like us on itunes uh rate yeah, us on itunes review. or google play either way itunes is the important one the itunes is the important one uh we really don't like we're not gonna pay for advertisement and so like getting us boosted up there on the charts so to speak we have actual proof that people have found us through itunes and it's freaking me out <laughs> exactly also tell your friends like spread yeah. the word tell them about like this is a good episode probably to to start them off with uh i'd say so yeah <laughs> tell about andres the giant and the rock roach and yep. narda the fucking sentient telekinetic lavender bush jesus what a good fucking character <sighs> all right yeah if you want to follow me on twitter I am at Soromo with two eyes. S I I R O M O. Yeah, there we go. Cool, we did it. Yeah, I think that's everything. Cool, we have successfully ended a podcast episode. Hell yeah. Just a second. I gotta look something up. Okay. In the middle of the ending? Yeah. Alright, while well, Chad's doing that, uh, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> how, I, how would you. Please fill out my feedback card. <laughs> You'll get a free appetizer if you do. <laughs> Alright, now, okay. Um, thank you very much for listening to this episode. I've been Chet. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> This is... <laughs> it went like this. I am wrong. I am sorry. sorry.